0: This week's parsha is Parsha Shmini. The word Shmini actually means the number eight, and the meaning of that number in the beginning of this week's parsha is that it was on the eighth day that the divine um, presence uh, came down and was revealed in the Mishkan, the tabernacle that the Jewish people had built. Um, in other words, we've already learned a number of uh, parshas that dealt with the building of the Mishkan, of the Tabernacle. And ultimately, after it was all ready, so Hashem said that for seven days, it should be every day um, constructed and take it down. And those were called the Shivas Yimei Hamiluim. There were seven days of dedication, if you will, of the Mishkan. And then it was on the eighth day, which was on Reish Chodesh Nisan, the first day of Nisan, that Moshe Rabbeinu goes in and Aaron Hakohen, And ultimately, the divine glory is uh, descends and is seen revealed in the Mishkan. And that's how this week's Parsha begins, with a story of the eighth day, the day that the Divine Presence comes down. One of the fascinating commentators, Meforshim, on the Parsha is uh, the clay Yoker, and he talks about the fact that the Torah makes the emphasis that the revelation of the Divine was on the eighth day. There's this emphasis to the number eight. And he says that in general, the number eight always reflects a tremendous level of holiness, a level of divinity that's above and beyond nature, and above and beyond the worldly and the mundane. He says seven represents the natural cycle of this world. Hashem created the world in seven days, as we learned right in the beginning of the Torah, and therefore the number seven represents the natural order of things, the mundane, that which is not uh, holy. Eight, on the other hand, represents Kedusha, the holiness, that level of godliness that's above and beyond creation, above and beyond nature. He says, interestingly, when we have the great Shira, the great song of praise that Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people sing after the splitting of the sea, it begins with the words, Az, Yashir, Moshe, then Moshe sang. But the very first word is Az. Az is two letters, Aleph, Zion, one and seven. And he says, the song um, thanking Hashem for miracles is connecting with connected with the word Uz, because Aleph is the one, which is the oneness of Hashem, above, which is over and above the Zion, which is the seven, again, the natural course of things. Uz Yashir is reflected that the Aleph, the the, the level of divinity that's above and beyond, um was is controls and is above the seven, which is the again, the natural course of creation. He says that's why a bris, a circumcision, which is the covenant of a a male child with Hashem, is on the eighth day of birth, because that's connected to that kedusha, that holiness. Even greater than Shabbos, which is the seventh day, that's why the circumcision supersedes Shabbos. He talks about the fact that a sacrifice... Um, any animal that was going to be sacrificed in the Besamikdash, in the Holy Temple, could only be from the eighth day um, of its uh, of its life. Anyways, that's the idea that eight is connected with Kedusha, with holiness beyond creation. That's why he says that this week's Parsha is called the number eight. Eight representing that that's the time when the, di- the, d- the divine uh, glory and presence comes down and rests in the Mishkan. The Rebbe in a talk talks about an interesting angle to that, and he says, "Well, if seven represents nature and the mundane, and the number eight represents the divinity that's above and beyond, um, above and beyond nature, the supernatural, then why is it that eight is just like one more number after seven? It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's almost like part of the same cycle." If eight represents the level that's above and beyond, then really there should be seven, which represents nature, and then one, which represents God, Hashem, above and beyond. By making that level of godliness that's above and beyond number eight, it makes it like it's just part of the seven. There's seven and then eight. If it's so much above and beyond and removed, why isn't it in accounting all by itself, so to speak, which would bring out how it's totally removed, totally above and beyond? And the Rebbe explains that really herein lies perhaps the greatest secret of all. And that is that the purpose and the goal and the mission is not that that level that's above and beyond uh, comes down and conquers or subjugates the natural order of things, that there's this level of super divinity that's above and beyond, and it comes down and it's superimposed over nature. To the contrary, the ultimate goal and mission is when it's revealed how nature itself is a vessel and a vehicle, fully connected and fully fused with that level that's above and beyond. Because that's the purpose of everything, that Hashem, who is above and beyond, Becomes revealed within the nature of this world as we know it. So, therefore, it's specifically number eight. It's not something separate, it's meant to be revealed within and become part and parcel of the world as we know it, so that the natural and the supernatural ultimately are fused as one, because they come from the same place, and they're all part of the same entity of Hashem, who fully is able to be revealed within nature as we know it. And that's why it's not a separate counting. It's number eight, um, as which comes in as a continuation of seven. And using that concept, the Reb explains another fascinating thing, and that is we find something in this world that's that's really um, it's really peculiar, and that is challenge brings out greater strength. Concealment creates revelation. Now, perhaps an example. Today. We're in Golas, we're in exile for almost 2,000 years. Exile, by definition, is a time of concealment. Godliness is concealed, we don't have our Besamikdash, the Holy Temple, the miracles of that time, time of concealment. So what did all that concealment do for the Jewish people? What did that bring out within us? Now that we've been in exile, again, for thousands of years. If anything, what exile has brought out within ourselves is a greater level of devotion, a level of misir nefesh of tremendous self-sacrifice to remain connected to Hashem, even in times of tremendous darkness and concealment and persecution, so that greater and deeper levels of our connection to Hashem were called out, were expressed, were revealed through exile. And the question is, isn't it counterintuitive? How is it that concealment actually creates greater revelation, greater strength? How is it that when Hashem is hiding from us, somehow we turn out and we become stronger through it? How is it that challenge creates strength? And the answer is based on the above. Because why is there challenge? Why is there concealment? It's only there in order to bring us to the next step higher. So Hashem built it into the world that within the challenge itself and within the concealment itself, it's evident how that's also a vehicle to bring us to a greater place of revelation. Yes, we go through difficult times, but it's only a vehicle in order to bring us to a higher, better, greater, holier place. So that when ultimately that time of revelation will come in its completest form with the coming of Mashiach, it will be so perfectly evident how that's not a new independent revelation of this level that's above and beyond, but rather that it fully fuses with all of the concealment, with all of the exile, with all of the difficulty, it will be perfectly evident how number eight is a continuation to number seven. How the infinite and the supernatural is really 100% fused with every aspect of this world, even those aspects that seem to be so, so concealing and so dark. They're merely vessels, only there in order to bring about the greater light and the greater good. May we see that and may we... Experience it very speedily with the coming of Mashiach Zidkenu. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Mm.